Welcome to Replant Bootcamp, the boots on the ground podcast for replanters by replanters with your host, Bob Bickford and Jimbo Stewart here in the trenches with you doing the gritty and glorious work of replanting dying churches. This podcast is sponsored by 180 Digital, the church website and branding partner you need to help move your church forward. 180 has just launched two new products that we think could really help your church. Stick around to the end of the podcast to hear more. And we're going to do a, another volume two replant hacks just to give you even more. I'm loving this one. No, these are good. I, these are very practical. It's really the heart of what we're trying to do is come alongside and just help. Yeah, it actually is. A lot of the conversations when we're meeting guys out, they're always talking about something they're doing, maybe something that's challenging to them. And here's the good thing. There's probably a guy who's figured out an easier way to do it. Yes. If it needs to be done. And if you have, share it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so this is kind of the brother principle or the mentor principle. You know, I have in my life some older guys who figured out how to do things and maybe they figured out from personal pain and frustration and they just figured out a smarter way to do it. Yeah. And they'll, I'll be talking about something that I'm frustrated about and they'll go, oh, bro, hey, like, like have you thought about this or, you know, one of the resources. Yeah. Around. And so that's really kind of the spirit of this because it's not like we're selling anything because we're not getting anything back. Nope. These are just from personal experiences like, hey, don't do dumb stuff or pay the dumb taxes. Yeah. Like let us help you guys figure some things out that'll save you time. That'll add time back to your life for your family, for your ministry, for your discipling. And we'll just make everything more efficient for you. Yeah. When somebody else tells you that the stove is hot, just believe them. <laughs> you don't have to touch it yourself. Don't be that guy. Oh, Don't be that guy. Don't be that guy. Just learn from somebody else. Yes. And don't make the same mistakes. Yes. One of the first things I want to share is I don't have a secretary at the office. We get randomly people coming by, ringing the doorbell. And I really was frustrated with sitting in this office, in this church, by myself. I'm an extrovert. I do not do well alone. I fall asleep quickly. And I just decided I can't. I cannot sit here in my office by myself all day. And so I go study at coffee shops or at my house even or things like that. I go out and I go be with people and visit church members and uh, go out in the community and anything other than just sitting in an office by myself. You still have to be able to like when people ring the door, yes, respond. Yeah. So whatever brand you want, we got a ring.com video doorbell goes immediately to my phone, but I can set it up with other people. Several people can have access. Yeah. I can answer and I can at least talk to and see and say, hey, uh, so sorry I'm not there. I can be there in 15 minutes or something like that. That's been uh, a game changer for me so that I'm not stuck, handcuffed to my desk. Right. Another thing that's sort of like that is the church phone. Right? Yes. So it, it's interesting how many churches that are you know needing to be revitalized or replanted, they have a secretary there who's there to answer the phone and guess who the primary, the two primary audiences that call the church phone, telemarketers, yep, and older church members. Outside of that, you almost nobody calls the church. No, you don't get a lot of calls, right? So people don't use their phone for, for talking to people anymore. So we we found uh, back before we replanted, we used Google Voice. And yes. Google Voice was awesome. You set it up with a local number. You may have to pay just a little bit to get a local prefix. Yeah, you know, an area code. And then you can set up a greeting and you can set up rules and it will forward to you. It'll email you. It'll text you. Oh, if they man. leave a voicemail, that's a game changer. And so one of the things that, that was awesome for us is. Just hey, we have a Google voice number. Replant yeah. bootcamp. 
Have yes. a Google Voice number. Google Voice. There and you if go. you want to leave us a question or a comment or a funny joke call or it. your favorite replant hack, you can call it in. And we might even play the recording. Check it out on replantbootcamp.com. It's on the website. Replantbootcamp.com. Who on in the, the world knows a phone number these days? Nobody. Nobody. I know my wife's. Yes. And I know, I know the first uh, six digits of all of my children's. I'll tell you another reason Google Voice is helpful is when I got to our church, we were paying, I don't even remember the amount. I just remember it was an astronomical amount of money Crazy. every month because we had like seven lines. <laughs> I, I just, you know, just a side note, look at your budget, look at every, when you get there, look at everything and ask why, right? And so I looked and I saw how much money we were spending on the phone. And I thought, what in the world? Why? And I found out we had seven lines. Yeah. And, and so cut all that out, man. Just get a Google voice number. Absolutely. You know, um, another great pr productivity app is Wonderlist. Yes. And I've used Wonderlist probably for about three years now. And one thing I like about it is it's all online. It's all yep. on my phone, on my iPad, on my laptop. And I can make lists and categories and check things off and share assignments with people. Yep. I can store notes. I can do all sorts of things. And Wonderlist is simple and it works yep. for me. And the, the worst thing that happens is if I get a new device, I have to do password reset. And I can I just tell you, I'm at the age that I don't want more passwords, but I, I have to change my passwords all the time. Yeah, yeah. Because people are hacking into my stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of things like that, like uh, Asana, Trulio, and a lot of ways that you can uh, share task lists and things like that with people. We use Asana at our church, and uh, mainly we use it for like social media stuff, like assigning when things need to go and stuff like that. Uh, with that, I, I would just add just to social media idea. It was brought up in a previous podcast with Wesley Lewis of 180 Digital. But there are things like Buffer.com that you can schedule social media posts that can you can just set out the whole week or, or several posts. And there's free versions and paid versions. And the free version is probably plenty. And you can say, we want this to post on this day, this post on this day. And you can customize it for each channel. One that has been really good for me, and now there's, I've had it for years, but there's a, a, a versions of it on other types of things, but the one I use is Mile IQ. If you track your mileage yeah. at all, yeah. you know, when I became a pastor, somebody getting one of those little books, right, and you're supposed to write down, I, that's not going to happen. I'm just going to be, at least it's just not going to happen. Yeah, it's hard. And so I realized it was worth every penny of the $60 a year I pay for Mile IQ. How does it work? It just tracks everywhere I go. Okay. And so it tracks every drive that, that I, that I make ever. And at the end of the month, what I do is you sit down and you just, you swipe left to categorize it as a personal drive. You swipe right to categorize it as a I business like drive. like Tinder or something. Yeah. Like, but it's like personal business, personal business and it automatically calculates based off of the most recent IRS, whatever percentage sense yeah, or whatever yeah. you say, submit, uh, send me my, my report, yeah. you can do all, all drives, business drives, personal drives, whatever. It'll send the report to you, reports filed, whether you get mileage reimbursed or whether you get it, you do it on taxes mm -hmm. for deduction. Either way, it gives an, an automatic tracking of every drive that you make. And if there are frequent drives that you make, you can set them to auto classify. 
And every time you make that drive, it'll automatically classify it as either personal, whatever you told it to classify. So do you, so do you have to do anything when you get in the car? Nope. You just, you. Phone has to be on you. That's okay. it. As long as your phone's in your pocket. How does it know you're driving? Uh, I don't know. It's a lot smarter <laughs> than I am. I assume it thinks you can't run 65 miles an hour. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> that, that, see, that's the, that's interesting. Yeah, I guess anytime you probably uh, go over a threshold of an MPH. So, I don't know. That might be it. Yeah. I, I will say it has. So in, in Jacksonville, there's a thing called, uh, there's a golf tournament called the Players Championship. Okay. It's a really big golf tournament. Okay. Like, like it's pretty, it's, it's not obviously the Masters, you know, there's the majors. They've talked about if they were to add another major, it would be the Players Championship. Okay. So it's a pretty significant tournament. So I, I've gone a few years now. And when I've left, I've noticed it's, it's somehow categorized some of my walks you do a ton of walking when you go to a golf tournament mm-hmm. as drives. Interesting. And so I've had to obviously do those as personal. Are they categorized like as grade speed or? <laughs> no, it doesn't tell you speed or anything like that. It just says, it just says you, you drove from here to here on that day, on that day now, this, at this time. It'll give you the time, the location, uh, the distance, everything. Do you go back in and like edit and say, I was going to act like I was going to be. You, you can do that. Or I mean, I, I don't, okay. but you, I mean, I'm, you can't. Right. You can go back and you can go back and get very detailed. Mm-hmm. I literally just do personal business, mm-hmm. personal business. So if you're an IRS agent, please do not listen to this portion <laughs> of the podcast. I don't categorize the first drive to the office. I get you. You're yeah, not yeah, supposed yeah. to. I, I know. You, I follow that's, that. That's everything else. Yeah, it's whatever. You know, yeah. And here's the deal. Every single tax account is going to tell you something different, right? Yes, that is true. That is absolutely true. Yeah. Hey, let me talk about uh, an organization that we just started doing this was a pay this is a paid for service but there's a uh, there's a group called simplifychurch.com and they do payroll and cutting checks and simplify simplify church okay and we'll put in the show notes but for uh, our so every church has a treasurer and so here's the deal in a replant if the treasurer gets out of sorts with the pastors sometimes the pastors might get a late paycheck or two right? <laughs> Sometimes if the treasurer is old uh, er, and oh, uh, decides they don't want to pay a bill, they might not pay a bill. Okay. Right. Yeah. And so with Simplify Church, it's basically a financial service that yeah. you, you do a contract with based on size and volume and those things. Yeah. But it's a whole online portal that you can set up volunteers and permissions. Where hey, just, just yeah. for a second, everything that does pricing off of size and volume is a hack for replanters. Yeah, yes. <laughs> because our size and volume is so low Yeah, that it's it's such a steal sometimes. Let's just let the big churches pay our freight. Yes. That's what I'm talking this about. Is what, we get to win right here. Yes, we, we win. We win on this. We win. It's like if you have a big family and go to like the chips and salsa or chips and cheese dip. Yeah. Where you go. Yeah. That's a win, like size and volume. Like, <laughs> all right, so simplifychurch.com, I think it is. And they do all of our financial services. We've been pleased. We've been on a month and a half. And they have online giving. I'm liking this a lot. They have online giving. They have, for our worship leader, we have a couple of paid accompanist musicians. I can't say that word. Can you say that word? Accompanist. Yeah, I can't say yeah, that. I don't know if I said it right. So we just fill out a Google form. We do this for our paid child care workers because we have one, at least one paid child care worker every Sunday. They fill out a Google form. It uploads to our email. We upload it to the church, the Simplify, and then we just process it. And so it nice. takes you, it keeps you paperless. It gives you a, a direct deposit. Direct deposit gives you 
track yeah. of well yeah. payroll they do payroll so they do direct deposit and yeah. but for uh, those folks who are paid like periodically and not on a regular basis we basically do a 1099 contract and then we the system will cut a check and I'll mail it to them so the sorry so if you're on a consistent payroll then you get direct deposit yes. if you're periodic then you get yeah. a physical check mailed yeah. to you and they do all the taxes and do all the reporting Actually, Josh Henry, the guy who is the CEO, uh, was a former pastor uh, on staff, I think former youth pastor, and his blog on churchreplanners.com is the most read blog really? of all time, and it's about financial mistakes that churches make. Come on. For whatever reason, that's the most popular blog. You know, I was going to tell you, that's a great resource right there, is churchreplanners.com. It is. There's a hack for you. Churchreplanners.com. Uh no, so one we use is for our children's ministry. So the way we do children's ministry is our kids are in children's church on every first and third Sunday of the month, and they're in quote unquote big church, whatever you want to call it. And does everybody call it big church? I think it's just called big church call unofficially. Big church. Yeah, unofficially called big church, and so they're in big church on every second and fourth, and if there's a fifth Sunday, yeah. which fifth Sundays are a whole other. We love fifth Sundays at yeah. our church because we. We worship with our Spanish church. Everything's translated. We have a big lunch afterwards. Oh, nice. Usually the kids sing a song or do yeah. something. It's just a big, it's like a huge celebration every fifth Sunday. That's great. So every second, fourth, and fifth Sunday, if they're in there with us, I use childrensbulletins.com. Very inexpensive. They have already made bulletins for four sides, folded, you know, folded in. And it's got four sheets basically uh, with games and they have a younger kids version and older kids version for almost every kind of text that you might be preaching or topic and you go on you download the pdf you can have your logo on it and some of them even have like a code to like some online games i have not gone on to play the online games yet so i don't know what they're like but what i'll do like this past sunday it had a it was the younger kids version but uh, I was preaching on 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, uh, pray continually, and it says, what should we do continually? Write the first letter of each picture, and it was a, a pumpkin, a ring, an apple, and a yo-yo, so P-R-A-Y. Yeah. And so I'll tell the kids at the very beginning, hey, everybody pull your bulletin out, raise it in the, in the air high so I can see that you've got it. All right, on the second page there, you see it says, what should we do continually? decode that and about 15 minutes I'm going to call on you to yell that back at me and that gives them time gives them something to do something to focus on but it's also it's connected to the sermon yeah. it's one of my points in my sermon mm -hmm. and so when I get to that point in the sermon I'll say all right kids you got your bulletins everybody decode it you figure it out if you didn't whisper to your neighbor and ask them if they did and they might can help you and then I'll say all right everybody ready on three I want you to yell it out one two three and they'll yell pray and then I'll make the whole congregation do it. All right, everybody, everybody That's on nice. three. One, two, three, pray. That's like crowd participation. Yeah, and it just makes it fun. It makes the kids, it gives the kids something to, to be engaged in and be a part of it. I love doing it. We will have some teenagers and adults that will grab kids' bulletins as oh, well. I love that totally works. So that they can fill it out as well. Well, I'd be lost in the online game. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you were preaching on the Battle of Jericho. Who knows? Maybe I'm hoping. Maybe, yeah. I'm hoping that I can, like, give a trumpet to somebody and then, like, <laughs> run over the wall. I have no idea what to get. <laughs> that's awesome. Yes, you got to be careful. Oh, that's good. Hey, we should probably give a shout out to the granddaddy of all uh, three things, uh, Google, Google Docs, Google Slides. Yes. So here's the way we use Google. We use it as a, the good folks who love Dropbox and Evernote and all those kinds of things, they just, they, they love that. I just, sorry, I'm a Google guy. Again, like I, 
I just, I can't think in terms of Evernote and Dropbox is, is, doesn't seem to be as user friendly. Yeah. And, and then you get price points if you're storing media files and all those sorts of things. So I just found Google to be kind of a one-stop shop for everything. So my Google voice, my slides, my docs, my forms, I use the heck out of Google forms. Yes. And uh, you can set it to report. Let me tell you something we did, and this may, you may, so maybe want to push back on this, but one of the things we did as a, as a replant hack is we were trying to do our membership class and we, almost everybody's going to a membership class and we have young families. And so we would do like a Friday night dinner, teach a little bit, have childcare, and then come back Saturday and do another half day breakfast and then half a day. Can I just say that most every child is either doing like ballet or football or basketball yes. or squash yes. or chess lessons yeah. or something. Yeah. And can we just also kind of understand that Saturdays are for some guys, Saturday is really one of the only days they have home with their family. Yep. And, and so what we were finding is like, it just wasn't working. Yeah. So here's what I did. We, we put all of our membership class online on a Google site. We created a website. I did videos, I uploaded those videos. And so we structured that with Google Forms where people can go to our website and they will they'll walk through the whole membership process. Yeah. At the end, they fill out a form that says, I've completed the process, I'd like to have a membership interview. Yeah. Because here's the deal. Membership always comes down to the interview. In the old school church, it was, you want to join our church? Great. Have you accepted Jesus <laughs> as your savior? Have you been baptized by immersion? Awesome. Welcome aboard. And you know, all God's people said, amen. amen. Right? And so you would be voting people into your church that may not believe like you believe, that may not be yeah. generous, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So if, if we get angry viewers who write in and say that that's not a good process, I'm just going to push back a little bit. We put it on online and it's just been, it's been so much. Well, you got the interview. I think if you just did online, absolutely, there's some, there's some legitimate pushback mm -hmm. there. But it ends in an interview. It ends in face-to-face -face with, a, with a leader of the church. Yeah, sign covenant, all that stuff. Oh, yeah. No, that's good. You know, virtual assistants are a thing that's out there you can use. These things cost. If you don't have an assistant and you need some help, there are some ways. I even saw one made specifically for pastors recently. There was one, and I don't know if it's still called this, but some guys out in Salt Lake, and I think it was called Hello My XP. Yeah. Um, and, you know, because again, like, like I've been, because we have an admin and we have been setting up financial services, I really need like an, ex an executive pastor yeah. to do that or do some other things that I just don't have time to do. Yeah. Uh, and then my admin's not really, she doesn't have time to do, she's not equipped to do it. So, yeah, that may be something. That yeah, I think those are things you can look at as well. Last one I would say, uh, and then you can end us mm -hmm. for this episode, is smallgroup.com. Yeah is a small group website made by LifeWay. Okay. And every study LifeWay has ever written in the history of time is built into a really usable small group format that's customizable, editable. It's another one of those things that the price is based off of your size, hey. which means it's a lot cheaper for replants. And so we do sermon, so we don't do sermon-based small groups because they're writing them but I would say text-based off the same text or, or an adjacent text to what I'm preaching. And so I plan out my preaching calendar a year in advance. And so we can spend a few weeks working on and set up what our small group 
guide, discussion guides, and then you can edit that however you want. You can beef it up and add as much as you want to add. You can take out that comes with commentary built into it. Uh, and it's way cheaper than buying literature or something like that. And it gives you some control and attaching it to your sermon. We've loved that. We've been doing it for a few years and I've fallen in love with that process. And so the biggest shift for us was our senior adult ladies really pushed back because they want a book in their hands. And so I just said, what if I print it out into a book for you every time? Mm -hmm. And they said, if you'll do that, we're good. Mm -hmm. And so I will one series at a time, I'll design a PDF and we have a local print shop that's really great. If you're in the Jacksonville, Florida area, then More Than Ink is a phenomenal local print shop that will work really well with churches. You can, they'll do rush orders, same day if you need it. And they will print me nice books. And so I always print enough for all my senior ladies and then all my Bible study group leaders. Uh, and that's the only printing we do for that. And so uh, every Bible study group leader gets a book that has all the lessons for that whole series in it. And then every senior adult lady does as well. It's been a really great resource for us. That's awesome. So let me flip the, the script a little bit. This is not productivity per se. This is not apps and you know those, those sorts of things. But one of the things we found was as a normative size church, we really wanted to have an impact in the community. And if you've got a congregation of 100 and you know, you've got less than 50% that are able to participate in an out, outreach project, you got to think differently about how you do it, yeah. right? Yeah. And for instance, a lot of us have thought, let's let's do an event here and bring people on site. Nothing wrong with that, yeah. But it just tanks you, and it, it, it takes a lot. So one of the things we we decided to do was we're going to partner with some existing organizations, yeah. in our community to bless the community and to do outreach. So there's a school that's right next to us, and one of the things we did, they do a trunk or treat. Halloween, for whatever reason, is a big deal in St. Louis. Before kids get their candy in St. Louis going door to door, they have to tell a joke. Have you ever heard of that? No. Yeah. You have to tell a joke. If you're a little kid or you're a big kid, oh, you man. don't get candy unless you tell a joke. It's, it's not, is the joke good, then you get candy. It's just, it's tell, just, just the joke is required. Yeah. Just, it's, just tell, tell a joke. So, yeah. so we started partnering with other organizations. We were like, okay, well, there's, there's about 500 students next door and about two thirds of them are going to be at Trunk or Treat. And the whole goal of doing an outreach is to get your people out into the community. So we said, we're going to participate. So we got a spot. We did trunk or treat. We get to meet people. We brought out a giant Jenga game, and we did that. And it was baseball season, and so we had uh, the playoff game showing in the back of a car for the dads and the moms, you know, or the, mostly the dads. And so we just they get our people out talking and meeting the community. So we do that. We don't have college-age kids, but we partner with InterVarsity. Yeah. to do college ministry and yeah. know the leader there and he's a solid dude. We do a food pantry for our collegiate kids because incidentally, one of the things that's, that's around campus is college kids are hungry because uh, they're paying so much in school. And, yeah. you know, and so we have this all full food pantry that's at, our, that's at our church. They run it, they maintain it, they have keys, they come in. We don't make them sign any forms. We just say, we want to bless you. So our congregation brings food, they do that. We have AA ladies that meet in our church. We host a soccer a soccer club that practices in our field. We encourage parents if their kids are going to be in soccer, be in this club, yeah. get to know the adults and all those sorts of things. So we just thought, how do we reach people in a way that fits in our normal routine of life and has a big impact for little ramp up? And so that's one of the things I want to say about replant is, is replants. You guys can do replanters. You can do things that have huge impact yes. in your community 
without expending huge amounts of energy. Absolutely. But you just got to be, you got to think, how do we leverage this? How do we leverage our people? And this is nothing, and I guess we could just end this this way. Every school teacher that goes to our church, we commission them as missionaries because yep. we say, you are taking the gospel into one of the most important and most difficult places to reach with people with the gospel. Absolutely. Is the school. And so I affirm all of our teachers, you are missionaries. Yeah. As we do in those who work in office buildings, et cetera. But we commission our people as sent out ones. And oftentimes we'll read the, the Great Commission passage and when we send them out, we'll pray over them and we'll just send them out. So if you start thinking differently about how do you hack this outreach and ministry and blessing yeah. the community and having gospel impact, it'll really open up a lot of doors maybe that, that you're not even in a lot of activities that you just had no clue before you kind of took some of the blinders. Yeah. Hey, thanks for being with us with volume two of Replant Hacks. I'm glad to have you. If you liked this, please subscribe to the podcast, share with your friends, leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform. We want to thank our podcast sponsor, 180 Digital. 180 Digital is a team of design, development, and marketing experts that love working with churches big and small. They've just launched two awesome new products to help churches, church plants, replants. The first one is called Launchpad. It's an all-in-one custom branding and website bundle developed specifically for planters, replanters, and revitalizers who need to get things moving quickly. The second one is Church QuickSight. It was created for churches working with tight budgets and can help them get an amazing new church website in as little as one week at a really affordable price. Check out 180.church to learn more about these special new offerings and how 180 can help move your church forward. Thank you.